Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Vices, back is in the house here in Dover and getting ready to start our fall semester of Independent Baptist Seminary. You can go on our website, independentbaptistseminary.org, and you can look at the fall live schedule. And there's a graduate schedule, an undergraduate schedule, a lot of good classes, and we also have online classes. You can contact us directly if you want. Or you can look up a platform called Thinkific. Yes, that is the name of it, Thinkific. Look up Independent Baptist Seminary, and we have seven or eight classes that you can purchase. If you want to do that for a degree, get a hold of us because we can give you a discount code. Looking forward to interviewing Dr. Phil Stringer, and he heads up a seminary in Illinois. I almost forgot. <laughs> and so he's going to be with us talking about, he's done a lot of study, even some writing on the idea of being Baptist. There's a lot of confusion that's out there on what it means to be Baptist. So we're going to entitle it just that. What does Baptist mean? So looking forward to interviewing, but it'll probably be a part one and a part two. Well, it's great to have Dr. Phil Stringer with us on my podcast, Baptist Vices, which just so you know, Dr. Stringer, um, I'm working, my brother does all this, and I'm working with him as doing a phone call, and I think uh, I'm coming up on two years of my podcast, and I'm pretty sure I'm changing it uh, in about four or five weeks. It's going to take me some work with him, with another guy that does a lot of the background work, because I don't want to be known as that guy that is coming after Baptists. So um, I'm getting ready to change my podcast to, to be entitled All Things Baptist. Amen. Yes. That's great. Instead of, ba- you know, Baptist vices, some people are like, ooh, so you're the anti-Baptist dude. Well, and we, we, we have a glorious heritage as Baptists. Yes. Which, which I love to speak on and emphasize. I am fully aware that we have been embarrassed by the behavior of a handful. Uh, and that's, but, yes. And I we would, have a glorious heritage, and to miss that glorious heritage because of the mistakes of a few yes. uh, is just a major mistake. Yes, so I'm going to have you talk a little bit about your background as far as becoming Baptist, yeah. and then our topic, since we're doing we're leading into all things Baptist here. <laughs> what does Baptist mean? What does Baptist mean? So a little well, bit of your background. Yeah, my, my background, I, I'm a bus kid grown up. I was saved in a non-denominational church. That that was the the title, the theory of it. It actually was a denomination. But yes. it, um, yeah. I, I was saved and, and reached in a church that on paper did not have the plan of salvation oh. correct. But that particular pastor had it correct and preached it and emphasized it and, and promoted the idea of a bus ministry. And I was reached for Christ there when I was 10 years old. 
um, when I was 15, the local bishop discovered what he was preaching hmm. and fired him. So I, I came to church one Sunday morning, and you know, and a lot of people are Baptists because they were saved in a Baptist church. They don't know why. Yes. Or because they grew up in a Baptist church. Their family was in a Baptist church when they were born. Well, I don't have either of those. Yeah. I come to church one Sunday morning at age 15 on the bus, and uh, they read a letter from the bishop. The pastor has been fired for preaching salvation by faith only. And, and I mean, I'm stunned. It's the only church I had ever attended. I just assumed all churches believed that. I didn't know any difference. And I didn't know what a bishop was or denominational or headquarters or any of that. So I was absolutely shocked. Uh, that evening, they had uh, – usually on Sunday evenings, they had the teenage boys take up the offering. And they called on me to pray. And um, I prayed typical offering prayer, bless the gift, bless the giver, et cetera. But I also prayed, I thank the Lord for salvation by faith, eternal security, everything my 15-year-old bus kid mind knew. Well, I got a visit later that week from somebody in the church who was coming out to explain to me that's not what salvation really was, et cetera, et cetera. So I knew I was never going back. And I called that pastor, and I said, what should I do, the pastor that they'd fired? He said, find an independent Baptist church. Huh. And uh, that is what I did. We had an independent Baptist church that was running a bus route on our street. So I literally went out and flagged it down. Amen. Easiest bus rider they ever got. You know, I, I went to them. Uh, I went to church that Sunday. The next Saturday on teen visitation, three teenage girls came by my house and invited me back. And in that moment, I became a Baptist, to be completely honest with you. And I said, hey, that's great. This is where I want to go to church. This is great. But uh, three or two years later, I'm conscious of God calling me to preach, mm. realizing I need to make a decision about training. I had a lot of friends going to a well-known non-denominational Christian university. There was a local Baptist college, independent Baptist college there in the town, Indianapolis. And, and I had a lot of decision making to do. And so I began to ask myself. Uh, how do I get trained? What do I need to do? And I begin to ask myself, what's a Baptist? What's the difference between being a Baptist and being in a, you know, interdenominational yeah. or non-denominational? And uh, I came across, I worked at a library. I came across a little book called Frank Mead's Handbook of the Denominations. <laughs> two pages on everything. Two pages on what is a Pentecostal, two pages on what is a Nazarene, two pages on what is a Presbyterian, etc. And it had two pages on what is a Baptist. And I read it. It said a Baptist is someone who believes the Baptist distinctives. And then it listed the Baptist distinctives. And I read those two pages. I said, man, this makes sense. Yeah. And number one is biblical. Yeah. I, I see where all those things are in yeah. Scripture. Yep. It's really obvious. And then secondly, it's practical. Yes. Because uh, you wouldn't have had the situation I went through when I was 15. You wouldn't have a denomination. You wouldn't have a bishop. You wouldn't have a headquarters. Yeah. You wouldn't have all that politics. Yeah. So that led me to make the decision to attend Indiana Baptist College, which was right there in my hometown. And because I wanted to go to a Baptist college, I spent the next four years, my friends were, were going to a different school telling me, you know, I missed out because I wasn't going to the yes. college. They yep. had all the name and reputation. But, but um, you know, 48 years later um, – you're still at it. I, I, yeah, I'm yep. still at it, and I'm glad I got that kind of training yes. and that kind of foundation.
Yeah. And I, I've watched a lot of folks. It's just incredible. Yes. Dameron, how many people who are Baptist don't have the faintest idea what that means. Yes. And, and it's kind of frightening. Yeah, it and is. And it's why we, why we have this wave of people leaving and going to what I call undefined churches. Yes. And uh, it's it's an important thing. And there's a couple of reasons, you know, besides the lack of knowledge, um, there's a there's there's a couple of sides because you travel tons. Um, now I'm traveling uh, tons. It seems I I I I sometimes think that I really don't have a home, which right now I don't. Um, I have a trailer. Um, <laughs> uh, I live in a, a staff housing, actually. And so as I travel around, you know, you hear, man, people just don't know. But what I'm finding is pastors do know. I'm finding tons of good pastors that are out there that know their stuff. Um, But there's a lot of people sitting in the pews that don't. Some of it is because they don't want to hear it. And then when they do, uh, they don't want the accountability because... I think that's one of the pluses of a good Baptist church. It provides biblical accountability. And biblical accountability is something that makes us stronger. And I'm going to let you comment on that. Well, we, we, we very much are in a generation where, where people want everything to be flexible. Yes. And, and they don't want responsibility. Yes. It, it, I can remember my early years in the ministry people lining up to be Sunday school teachers and bus workers and everybody yeah. wanted to be something. That was the thing. Yep. And now people, you know, they don't mind helping at something as long as they don't have to do it every week. Yes. Yep. And long as they don't have to make a commitment. Yep. Our whole culture is commitment phobic. Yes. And that does not fit with the concept of a local church, but they give you an idea how far we are from this. You know, I've taught Baptist heritage at, at um, two different colleges Hmm. And I would always, very first thing, first five minutes of class, take out a sheet of paper, don't put your name on it, answer the question for me, what is a Baptist? So by the way, last day of class, you're going to take out a sheet of paper. You are going to put your name on it, and I'm going to ask you, what is a Baptist? Today, it doesn't hurt your grade. I won't even keep a record of it. If you can't answer it on the last day, you don't get credit for the class. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, Virtually no one had any idea what a Baptist was. Mm. And these are young people coming for the vast majority of them came from Baptist churches. Yeah. And they don't know what a Baptist is. Yeah. So so part of it is it hadn't been taught. And when I say that, the guy who say, Well, he said I mean, you know, I mentioned that in a sermon yes. years ago. I know. Uh, you know, but it it's got to be taught and taught it does. and taught. Yes. And and repeated and repeated yes. at every age level. Yes. And um that's that's a failure on our part to emphasize mm-hmm. that. Yes. And, you know, we talk more about Baptist distinctives at, at church, at preacher's meetings where everybody knows them than we do in Sunday morning church where yes. folks don't know. And uh, that is a failure on our part. Yeah. I would, yeah. And uh, that's, that's right. And, and then the secondly, you said we have an audience that doesn't much want anything that defined today. Yes. But I find a lot of folks, they leave Baptist churches, they're attracted to the program somewhere, yeah. and they assume that church believes all these things. <laughs> well, when the truth is, it really doesn't, 
and and sometimes they're already deep into it before they find out what they've gotten into. Yes. I mean, I am seeing a little bit of folks who've been drawn into that saying, oh, wait a minute, what did we get into? And and coming back. But boy, is there, there a price tag uh, because of it. Yes. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it is, I'm, I'm sitting here with my book, Faithful Baptist Witness, in front of me. And uh, on the cover, I list the Baptist distinctives. So this is what Baptists believe. Yeah. And it's amazing how many conversations I've had with people. It's say, man, I didn't know that. So how many years have you been in a Baptist church? And uh, one reason I put them on the cover, said, let's get, let's get this clear out of the way, what we're talking about and, and what we're dealing with. But uh, we, we've got to go back. I said, we're, we're teaching them in our colleges, our Baptist colleges anyway. I mean, our, our fundamentalism as a movement it's got a couple of really large colleges that are universities that are not Baptist and yes. they don't teach these things. Yeah. Preachers go there and come out and they don't anything about it. But but in, in the schools that have Baptists in the name, for the most part, we're teaching these things. But we got to go back to teaching them in our churches. Yes. Over and over over again. So as we close this podcast, what I was going to have you do is quickly go over, so what does it mean to be a Baptist? So what are those Baptist distinctives? And then on our second podcast, we'll break those down some. Okay. So, some people list them a little different or break yeah. them up. Yeah. Them, but I basically go with, list them as six. It begin with the sole authority of Scripture. Yep. Baptists believe the Bible is the only spiritual authority we have. We have independent churches. All Our right. churches are not owned by or accountable. Yep. To other churches, we have a regenerated church membership. You have to be born again to be a church member. Okay. We have the priesthood of all believers. Yep. We do not have priests. We are priests. Yep. We have uh, two ordinances: believers' baptism and the Lord's Supper. Some people list those separately. Yep. Uh, we have the separation of church and state. Yep. Uh, which distinguishes us from almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And a Baptist is a person that believes those things throughout the centuries. A lot of names have been attached to that, but that is what a Baptist is, someone who believes those truths. Yep. All right, so we're going to close this one out, and then we will break those down a little more on our second podcast. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you. Thank you.